You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are in the first installment of our series, All and Nothing, only when we understand all of who Jesus is and what He has done, that we will realize that nothing can be added to His finished work and He alone can complete us. And I just can't help but be reminded that indeed a lot of people, a lot of women would fall into this promise by other men that you alone can complete me. And I don't know why at times we would adhere to that promise, but only in Christ that we are completed, that we are pacified and satisfied, there is no one else. And if you want to get into a relationship because you are looking for the right one to complete you, you're getting it all wrong. If Christ cannot complete you, nobody can complete you. Do you understand this? Because there is no one else that can give us the guarantee that we will be completed only in Christ alone. So our goal after the series is to have a greater understanding of the preeminence or the superiority or really the supremacy and greatness of Christ. He alone has the power and the capacity to save us, no one else. Because a lot of us here, we grew up in a Catholic culture. I came uh, from that background as well and I grew up as an altar boy. Yes, okay, I'm not lying. I don't look like one now, but I used to be one because of my interest to uh, drink wine. Um, I don't know why. I'm being honest with you tonight, okay? And because of that interest, uh, it was rewarded. Uh, Every after the Mass, I would, okay, sneak out and enjoy the moment. It was glorious. Do you understand? And the reason why I, I, I would want to harp on this, because having a, a Catholic background is that there is always this really part of our lives that uh, after uh, our service and our responsibility of attending the church, uh, there is this psyche and attitude that we have that we know Christ died on the cross that we want to add into what Christ did, that we need to be good in order to be accepted by God. I want you to understand it's always all and nothing. God... Okay, has it all that he died on the cross, it's finished. There is nothing that you are required to do. Isn't it amazing that you don't have to pay your bills because Christ paid it all? I was reminded of my friend who went out of his way roughly about a month ago, paid for all the bills, and I'm surprised. He paid all our meals roughly about 3,000 pesos with my family, and without butting an eyelash, he, he, just, he just paid everything. And of course, as a pastor and as a Christian, I want to insist externally. But internally, I was rejoicing. <laughs> How many of you here are like that? Yung pinipilit mo, nakipagagawad. Ako na, ako na, ako na. But deep in your heart. <laughs> yes, right? We, we have that personality. And of course, it's, it's the evil in us. <laughs> and the, the reason why I'm saying this is because uh, some of us are like that. We want to pay it with all our hearts and we're so sincere, but we are sincerely wrong. Do you understand what I'm talking about? that we would want to add into what Christ did. It's an insult to God that He has paid it all and we would want to add up to what He has done. No, there is nothing that you can add in order to alleviate yourself of all the guilt. What you need to do is accept Christ and understand what He did for you and me. And because of what Christ did, you can help but be good. You're not trying to be good in order for you to pay what you've done or the sins that you have committed so that you can access heaven. In fact, when you realize that Christ paid the debt that He didn't owe to satisfy the debt that you couldn't pay, let me say that once again. Okay, medyo mabilis yun, saka English. My point is that Christ paid the debt that He didn't owe. To satisfy the debt that He didn't pay, you will be amazed and mesmerized 
that there's no other thing that you can do than to thank the Lord and worship Him. That you end up doing what is good because you're just amazed that He's so good to you. Can we give you the glory for that? He is so good that He indeed, we can say that, Lord, You are my all and all, and there is nothing I can add in order for me to make you happy, to please You. There is nothing that I need to do in order for You to accept and approve of me. I am accepted, approved by God. Thus, I can help but do what is good. It is because of my relationship with God that I express goodness. And today we live in a world wherein people would tolerate that they think that religion is just, okay, another venture or another pursuit. And, and at times we're like that. We think that we're Christians and yes, we are attending a church and we're part of a small group and we're reading our Bible. But, but at times we are not familiar that, that indeed our form of reason is like any other person out there. What do I mean by this? A lot of us here, we come to church. And usually, I don't know if you're familiar and if you have heard people making comments, na lahat ng religion, pare-pareho lang. That proves one thing. They don't know who God is. Because you can never make such a claim if you don't really, okay, understand who God is. In fact, you will make such a claim if you don't have any knowledge of God. Because your knowledge of God will cause you to say, ibato. And the reason why I'm here, because I found really that there is something different out of six billion gods that all of us are requiring. If you are familiar with religion and the, the gods all over the world, out of about six billion gods, most of the gods and all of the gods would want you to what? To be at their level in order for you to understand who they are. But the God that we have and the God that we serve sent His Son to what? To be at our level. So that we can understand who He is. He became man so that we can understand His language. Isn't it amazing? That though He is God, He stooped down. And not just stooped down, but make us great as well. That's the message of the Gospel. And this is the reason why I'm always excited to, to, to get to know the, the message of, of the Lord and the, the, the message of Christ. That He went out of His way, that He's not just any other God. That's what I call religious pluralism. It, it sounds deep probably. But that's, that's what people believe and adhere to. That all religions are just one and the same. They all lead us to God. No, you're not getting it right. That's what the enemy wants you to believe. But I'm telling you right now, the God we serve is totally different. Because your what? Your approval is not based on how good you can be. And you'll never be good. Your approval is based on what Jesus did on the cross. He sacrificed. There is no God that will sacrifice in this planet for the people that he loves. Most of the gods are self-centered. That's the reason why Christ is sufficient. Christ is all in all. And there is nothing that you can do than to thank Him and worship Him. If somebody is good to you, you can help but be good to that person, right? But the gospel tells you that He's good externally and He's good internally. And if you're bad, He's good. If you are unrighteous, He is righteous. If you're changing, He is unchanging. Isn't it amazing? What a deal that we have in Christ. This is why I'm crazy. The more than just being a pastor coming to victory, when I understood the power of the gospel, it changed me. So he's not just any other God. And the other belief system that we're, we're at times acquainted of more than just religious pluralism is syncretism. But you, 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 you believe in God, you study the Bible, you worship and you smile and you cry once in a while in our worship services. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but at times we... We invite other things that we think is right. That we collect certain things that we feel like, yes, I'm a worshiper of God, but let me buy an amulet. 
Let me, uh, makabili nga ng pusang kumakaway. Yung, yung, uh, yo. <laughs> I mean, um, we're like that. Because we want to appease all the gods. I'm telling you right now, remember one thing. When it comes to our relationship with God, He wants it exclusive. Not because God is self-centered. Hindi po insecure ang Panginoon. But He wants it exclusive because He wants you to understand that more than anything else, He doesn't want anything to stand in the way. For example, if you're married, how many married people in the house? Raise your hand. If you feel depressed, you are? No, 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 no. Bibiru lang, okay? If you're married, raise your hand. Married, good. And I've been using this illustration over and over again. If you're married and your wife tells you, Honey, I love you so much, but every Sunday I want to spend time with another guy for about one minute. Will you allow your wife to spend time with any other guy intimately? One minute. No, of course. No? 30 seconds. No still, right? 10 seconds. With a guy. Ten, honey, ten, five seconds long. Nobody. Why? Because you're, you're not fighting because for, for that relationship, not because you're so insecure, because you're fighting for exclusivity. Do you understand this? This is the relationship that we have with God. <laughs> that, that we're not just collecting other things in order for us to have our own belief system, our own Christianity. A lot of us here, once in a while, in our comments, I don't know where is that coming from. Naniniwala pa po tayo sa buenas. Huwag kayong maniwala sa buenas. Mamalasin kayo. Why do you have that expression? It's not in the gospel. Anything outside of the gospel will and can harm you. Because it's, if it's for your own benefit, it will always be added to the gospel. Remember this. Everything that Christ did was not for His own benefit. It is always for your benefit. This is why when you uh, understand the nature of the gospel, it doesn't need anything. It doesn't need anything that you need to add in order for it to look good. That you'll be attracted to it and it looks attractive. No. The gospel is a standalone message. Whether you like it or not, it will change you. It will sustain you. It will change your life. And alter the course of your life for God's glory. Amen. That's the power of the gospel. That's the reason why it doesn't need any help. It doesn't need your help. It doesn't need your addition. Some of us here, takot pa tayo sa mga naglalagay tayo ng luya. Why? Why do you have to do such thing? Luya, saging, ano? Saging, bawang. Why, why do you have to do that? You're simply saying you don't know God, you don't know the gospel, right? I mean, if you want to put one, put all fruit, fruit cocktail. You, 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 why? Because that's, that's, because that's not what the gospel is. It's an all or nothing pro- proposal. But our topic right now is all and nothing because Christ is all and all and there is nothing that you need to add or you can add. That's it. And when you do understand that the gospel doesn't need anything, it becomes powerful. And because we think based on our background and our paganistic belief, before you came to know the Lord, marami kang pinaniniwalaan, tinanggap kong Panginoon, but there's nothing wrong with what I have. That's your problem when you state the fact that there's nothing wrong. It's not about okay, what's wrong and right. It's about what the gospel is. That Christ died on the cross for you and me. And because of His love for us, He will do it anyway. And if He has to do it over and over again, He will do so because of His passion and His love for us. This is why this topic is so important because in the next seven, eight weeks, we will study who Christ is because your knowledge of who Christ is will influence your life. Remember this, your behaving 
is always influence of your believing. You can change your behavior. You change your belief system. And because you're changed internally, it will come out externally. This is why in Colossians chapter 1, 3 to 5, if you take a closer look, Paul was writing a letter to the church in Ephesus. Amen? Colossi. It's, it's, some of you, Colossi. Good? Say Colossi. Okay? To the people in Colossi from the book of Colossians. Good. Are we clear? Ang galing naman. nyo. My point for saying this is that he was writing a letter. In fact, Paul was in prison. He was writing a letter and there was a guy by the name of Ephaphras. That's his nickname. His complete name is Ephaphroditos. Okay? Is that clear? He, he, was, he, he, he has this, this person, a friend of his, that came from this church. In fact, Ephaphroditus was, was a church planter of the church in Colossae. And there was a problem in Colossae. There was, it was not a major problem. It was just something that they need to work on. And, and Ephaphras, okay, known as Epaphroditus, gave the report to, to Paul. But before we dive into the heart of our message, I want us to... Uh, I really read uh, the first four or five verses in order for us to have a context of what our message is all about. Good. Verse 3, we always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. That's the responsibility of a leader. And this is the reason why I, I, I do pray for our five and seven services. And if you have a family member, a friend, ex-girlfriend, boyfriend, anyone who doesn't know the Lord, how many of you here, you have uh, friends that... That, that you want them to come to know the Lord. Anybody here? Okay, good. Okay, we will pray for that. Okay, I will pray after this, and I hope that you'll be in faith with me that every Saturday we will trust God, believe God, that they will come to know God. And I, I am praying, believing that after, or even be, we're, before we're done with this, this series, we will see them in church. Okay, good. So this was the letter of Paul. He was praying for the church in Colossae. And we're simply saying that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ okay, that we have is just one and the same. We were simply saying that interchangeably, I'm using Father, Son, and Jesus Christ. How many of you here are like that? When you pray, you don't mind if I'm using Father, Lord, or, or, or the Lord Jesus Christ, or the Holy Spirit. Because he was simply saying that the Father and the Son are just one. Is this clear? This is very important. Because if you have a problem with that, therefore, it will affect your belief system. It will, it will affect your faith. And it was, it was simply saying he was, he was always thankful to God. We always thank God for your lives. He was not thankful for their lives. They, Paul was thankful for God for their lives. And I'm so uh, really amazed that looking at my life, I'm thankful for God for changing my life. I've been hopping from different relationships and I just can't even imagine how the Lord can change my life. But I'm thankful for the Lord because left to my own devices, I can change myself. How many of you here, you're like me? Okay, tatlo lang kami. Maraming salamat. Okay? Wala pong pagbabago pag wala ang Panginoon. Am I correct? I mean, look at this, this bald person and this... Look at, can you stand the two of you, please? Okay? Somebody who, who, who has so much hair and somebody who has none. Okay? Can you stand on your feet right now? Okay? Look at them. They would go upstage and be used by God. But if you, you're familiar with their lives, forget it. Okay? You can take your seats right now. Thank you very much. Can we give them a hand? They're being used by God. But if you hear the stories of these people, I don't think you'll... You'll, 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 you'll believe them. But because of the power of God, the power of what God can do in a, a heart of a, a, an individual, He has what it takes to change a human heart. And this is the reason why they're changed. Since in verse 4, we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven of this you have heard before in the word of 
of the truth, the gospel. He was simply saying that I'm thankful for the, the work of God in, in your lives since we have uh, heard of your faith, okay? In Christ Jesus and of your love that you have for all the saints. That faith, okay, is something that uh, Paul would want to commend that the people in Colossae are, are, are growing in faith. And it's something that I think we need to celebrate. But in order for you to measure faith, okay, you can measure it by your expression of love to people around you. You can't tell an individual who has faith if he doesn't know how to love the people around him. Because faith is your encounter with the gospel. If you do understand the gospel, if you have an encounter with the gospel, you can't help but love the unlovable. It's easy to love the lovable. Am I correct? But the, the people, part of your family, yung kapatid mong kiniinisan mo, yung mister mong wala kang choice, yung... yung <laughs> It's hard to love the unlovable. But here you are, God is simply, or Paul was simply saying that if you are and if you have an encounter with the gospel, I mean, it's, it's, it's possible for you to love the unlovable because of your understanding of the gospel. Because of your belief system that has collided with the gospel, you can help but be transformed and be changed by it, that you can love the unlovable though it is impossible. Look at this, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. And this is what Paul is simply saying. The gospel is what is, is being uh, really exemplified here. That the gospel is fi- filled with faith, hope, and love. What hope are we talking about? The hope that we have that we will have a better future probably. But the hope that Paul was talking about was a hope beyond our lifetime. Isn't it amazing? That more than just your existence and your citizenship in this, in this planet, that there is a life prepared for us. This is just a dress rehearsal. Don't be so caught up with the things here. All of us will die. How many of you here are convinced all of us will die? Some of us will die this year. <laughs> Some of us, yes. Some of us will die next year. If you're afraid of that, there's something wrong with your faith. Now, I'm not saying that, yes, of course, you're afraid because you have loved ones and you have kids. And If you, if you will die and somebody is excited, there's something wrong as well, right? <laughs> Probably your wife. <laughs> I'm just kidding, okay? And, and, and the reason why I'm saying that, because... Because we need not just probably to, to be excited with the life that we have here, but I'm telling you right now, death is not the end. It's the beginning of the life that the Lord has prepared for us. Okay, this is another topic for another day, but I hope that our lives are a pattern of faith, growing faith, and our love for the unlovable and the people around us. It's hard to love. The while we're what we're sustained by the gospel, sustained by the grace of God, we can love people and we can look forward to a better future. Amen. Lahat po tayo, tayo may future. Look at the person on your left. Look at my future ka. Yeah. My future. This is what Paul is trying to say. Faith, hope, and love. The introduction of his message to the church in Colossae. That yes, this is the gospel that you're growing in faith and your faith is expressed in loving people. In fact, if you want to know if the person is really a Christian in the way he loves people, the way he treats people, that's what a Christian is. That he's not just loving people around him, but he has a, what, a perspective of what's about to come. That I, I, I live for this lifetime, but there is a life after this lifetime that I hope will get us excited. Am I correct? This is why when we hope, our hope is our reward because of our understanding of the gospel. We are highly convinced that, Lord, thank you because I understand the gospel and what you did for me on the cross and how you have changed me. Lord, I can hope beyond my lifetime. When you understand the gospel, you will not be hopeless. You will be hopeful of what is about to come. That's the kind of venture and journey that we are in. 
This is why when I talk about the gospel, there is nothing that you can add. If you're here right now, you find yourselves or yourself once in a while that, that I believe that God died on the cross, but Lord, I need to be good in order for me to add to what Christ did. You're getting it. You don't understand the gospel. You don't understand God. You don't know God. You don't do something in order for you to add to what God did. Lord, I'm satisfied with what you did. It's more than enough. What I need to do and what I need to develop is to trust you that what you did is more than enough. This is why the threat for all of us in this room is like the threat that this church in Colossae is experiencing. That they're okay, that they're growing in faith, hope, and love. But there's a tendency for you to mix it up with other things. How many of you here are familiar with that? As an individual, as a pastor, I, uh, as a leader or, or, or a husband or a father, uh, I love to simplify things. How many of you here are minimalists? Right? I mean, I, I, I like that. There are people that are just so caught up with putting a lot of things. I don't know for what reason. Now, how many of you here, you're, you're, you're familiar with the Filipino culture? Now, you're, you're familiar that, that our culture is, is reflected in how a Sarao Jeep has been built? Iba, may, may rubber bumper, may CD pa doon, katas ng sodi, may, may, may pusa, lahat na lang, makulay, lahat na dinadagdag, may parol, hindi naman Christmas. Yung, we put a lot of things. Iba, marami pang burda, God bless our trip. Yung mga ganon, who does not pay? You, uh, you put a lot of things. <laughs> the goal is to what? To make it look good or move you from point A to point B. The goal is to move you from point A to point B, but a lot of us are like, we're like Sarao Jeeps. You don't know really the reason why you're a follower of Christ, why, why you need to have an encounter with the gospel. You add up and you, 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 you add a lot of things to your belief. Christ is sufficient. And the reason why we're not satisfied with Christ because we have never really experienced God's love for us and we have not encountered the gospel. Verse 6, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing. Paul was simply saying the gospel is advancing, increasing, and bearing fruit. So if you're here right now, you have a friend or a relative that you are not fully convinced if the Lord can work a miracle in his life, you're getting it all wrong. Look at me, I'm telling you right now, I don't deserve to go up here. I will tell you stories after stories and how evil my life has been that I, I don't even deserve to be a victory group leader. But the basis of my life is not what I did in the past or what I'm about to do, but because of what Christ did on the cross. Okay? Give God the glory. How many of you here, once in a while, you cringe of what you did in the past? Can I count one to three? And I want us to remember and reminisce. No, 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 no. That's not good, okay? Don't, don't you ever do that. How many of you here, you cringe once in a while? Pag naalala mo yung, But I want you to be reminded the word of God states there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus you're no longer condemned and the gospel is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth when I say truth the gospel so you're not dictated by what you did in the past it is what Jesus did on the cross if everything took place in the past, remember that Christ died for our sins in the past to give us a better future. This is why it's bearing fruit and increasing. 
This is why the pattern has been the same. That when you encounter the gospel, it's always faith, hope, and love. The pattern doesn't change. This is the gospel. So if you're here right now, you're saying, I'm growing. But if you hate your brother, you're harsh with your, with your wife. I don't think you're growing. We have to understand over over the gospel. And this is my prayer that after and before we're done here, we will pray for you. That the Lord will give you the grace to fully comprehend what the gospel is. Because only when we understand the gospel that our belief system is altered, that we will behave in a way that is pleasing to God. This is why in verse 7, this is the guy I'm talking about. Just as you learned it from... From F. Our beloved fellow servant. Okay? He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. Please remember, Paul did not plant a church in Colossae. It was, I think, Timothy and Epaphras. And Epaphras went to, to Paul asking for advice. How do I address this issue? That there are a lot of things that they would want to add up to their faith. They should stick with the gospel alone. So Paul wrote a letter and validated this man. That he's a man of, of, of the Spirit and he's man of, uh, a man of love. Epaphras did not really badmouth the people in Colossae. He was just so concerned with their, with, with their lives. How many of you are thankful for people that has corrected you, though you, you got offended? Man, if, if you have friends, I, I, I doubt if you have somebody who will brutally tell you that you're wrong. I mean, somebody approached me. You're not dating my, uh, your wife. You have to date your wife. Okay? And, and I was offended. Itago na lang natin sa pangalang Pastor Ariel. My point is... <laughs> but I, I just can't help. Every week, he would never ask me, did you do well last Saturday, last Sunday? Because I'm expecting that. That's part of, of my job. But he would approach me, ask me, how's your marriage? How's your kids? It's not part of my work. But because he's coming from a posture that he loves all of us pastors here in Victoria, Alabang. He would always ask us questions that's beyond our job. I'm thankful for our pastor. I want you to know this. Not all pastors are like that. And I'm thankful for our senior pastor. And he's the reason why we're excited to serve God every single week. Because they, they, he, he cares for us more than just our job responsibility. And this is what I like about our pastor. If you have a friend like that, kaibigan mo, kasama mo pakainin mo. Keep him as a friend. And thank him for being brutally honest because this is what Paul did to the church in Colossae. The reason why they're advancing in their faith, in their hope, and in their love because somebody was there to, to remind them okay, of, of the impending threat. In verse 7, just as you learn from Epaphras, okay, our beloved servant. In verse 9, and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. That's our prayer for you as well. Paul was simply saying that more than just me giving you the warning is that I want you to have the knowledge of God's will for your life. The first thing that we need to understand is that to know the will of God is the first thing. Okay? Or the first step towards growing in our understanding of the gospel. A lot of us here, we undermine this. I know God. No, no, you don't know God. Look at your life. Remember, your knowledge of God will always influence the way you live your life. So if you're so consumed, I need to monitor my sin. I need to change. I need to be a new person. Don't, 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 don't monitor your sins. Ask yourself, am I growing in my knowledge of God? Because remember this, there is such thing as displacement. The more you know God, the more you change. How do you, how do, you do away darkness? Pag madilim ang isang lugar. To tell darkness, you're dark? No. Diba? 
some people are like that. Okay, um, may itim ka sabi ka, ang itim mo. Yung, yung why? Don't don't mention the obvious. I'm talking to people outside of this gathering. Yung hindi mataba ka na sabihin sa yung taba mo. <laughs> Never mind. But my point is why? You can't address that. You can't address darkness by saying it's dark. You you address darkness by introducing See, galing nyo. Light. Same thing when it comes to the things that we struggle with. When you understand the will of God, and the more that you comprehend the will of God, and the, no, the more that you introduce to who God is, you'll be surprised. Your change. Roughly about 23 years ago, when I came to know the Lord, April 3, 1994, 3.15 p.m., third row, third seat. That's clear. Okay? Third row, third seat with hairs. <laughs> it wasn't an easy journey. God is like 10 kilometers away, but my journey with God, my encounter with the gospel moves me one step closer to God. Now I'm four kilometers from God. I'm beginning to, to trust Him, and I, I, I can vividly see who He is, and, and I move closer to God. So I could lie with the gospel, get to know the gospel, about two kilometers from where God is, because the goal is up close and personal with God. So if you're having a hard time trusting God, it goes to say that probably you don't really know God, because your knowledge of the will of God will influence your life. So my prayer for all of us after I'm done with this message is that you will have that appetite. Say the word appetite. Lord, I want to know you. That when you open your Bible, Lord, I want to know you. That when you're out there, you're all by yourself. You're saying, God, I want to know you. You know the cries of my heart. I want to know you. So don't give up. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy that God doesn't want you. I'm telling you right now, I believe with all my heart that God wants to take you and God wants to welcome you. Because at the end of the day, how we behave is a product of what we believe. So if you're always condemned and you're so busy trying to, Lord, I need to have a quota, I just need to commit three sins a day to be a good person, you're getting it all wrong. We're more conscious of, of, of what we need to do in order for us to be good Christians. I'm telling you right now, the same thing with my marriage. I can be busy trying to monitor my heart that, that I need to be a faithful husband, I should not flirt with anyone. And my wife will be happy with it. But if my relationship with my wife, though I'm not flirting with anyone, my relationship with my wife is not growing. I don't think I'm in the right track. In fact, you can do good without God. Why? Because more than just the act, God is concerned with the motivations. You hear this. People will give you the applause and the pat on the back for being good. But in your heart, I'm doing good because I want to please people. More than pleasing God. How many of you here, you're, 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 you, you can't help but, but enjoy the moment of doing what is good. Yung nakagawa ka na mabuti. Sarap. How many of you here, you're like that? Anybody here? Oh, so, so, isa, tat, yung mga binayaran ko. <laughs> okay. All of us, when we, when we do what is good and what is proper, what is pleasing, and, and people are, are happy that we're good, we, we, we tend to bask and enjoy the moment. Yung sarap. It's so good. We, 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 we reminisce and, and over and over again, we, we love it and we enjoy the, the very moment. But you have to check your heart. Are, are you happy because you did something good or you're happy because God is pleased that you did good? You can do what is good but not please God. Right? So more than just the hack. God is interested with the motivation. God is after our hearts. This is why it is impossible for you to behave that brings glory to God 
if you don't understand this. This is not just something that you rehearse every single day and say, I need to be good, I need to be good. I need to kiss my wife, kick the dog, and slam the door. You, you, cannot, you can't program yourself. You cannot. I've tried my best. I mean, uh, and I did. And a lot of you here can relate with me. You have promised yourself, I would be good. On the second day, you're good. On the third day, that's another story. I promise I will not steal. I, my mom is not here. She attended at 5 p.m. I promised myself I will not steal from my mom. I, for two days. But on the third day, there, I was rich. My point is, bigla akong yaman, ano? And she's not here, so I'm glad. My, my point is, that was 23 years ago, okay? Because, again, you don't have what it takes to change your, your heart. You don't have what it takes to change your ways. But how many of you here are thankful today that you're changed because of what the Lord has done in your life? Aren't you surprised? Once in a while, I would face a mirror. I'm surprised. Even I am shocked. How many of you here, there are mornings and days na when you face the mirror, yung kakagising mo lang? Yung, you look like the, the devil. I mean, there are days where you don't feel good about waking up. But haven't you noticed? God's love did not change. His faithfulness is new every morning. There are days that I, don't, I feel like I'm, I'm the worst of sinner. I would always tell God, Lord, your, 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 your faithfulness, your mercy is new every morning. And I'm, I'm just... I just can't understand. Why would God would always reboot every morning His love and His compassion and His grace and His faithfulness over my life? I cannot fat, I can't reconcile that. That's the gospel. And the more you experience God's unchanging love, the more that you behave differently. This is why knowing God leads to pleasing God. That Paul was simply saying to know how to please God more than just knowing God. It's in... The passage in, in, in the scriptures, in the same chapter, so as to walk in the manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him. The reason why you can please God, not because you're, you're fighting for perfection, that I need to please God, I need to do what pleases God so that I can access God and be invited to heaven. No. Ladies and gentlemen, even if you feel like or not, you are and you have a spot in heaven. If you have a relationship with God, you have accepted Him in your heart as your Lord and Savior, when you die tonight, you're going to heaven. At times, some of you here, you, 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 you won't even really uh, uh, feel that. And you don't feel that, but I'm telling you right now, I am thankful that though at times we question if really heaven-bound, but I'm glad from the perspective of God, that's unchanging. This is why Paul was simply saying that we can walk fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God, may you be strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. That we're not just consumed with what we need to do for God, but we want to know God. There's a big difference. A lot of Christians are like that. They go to church and they're busy trying to ask, what can I do for God? No, do you know God? In fact, you can do things for God, but not know God. And my wife asked me roughly about two weeks ago, we, we're, not, we're not fighting. Our, our marriage is perfect. Not really perfect. My, my point is, some of you here, wow, I'm going. No, that's impossible, right? We're not fighting every day, every night. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, 
Now we're not fighting. I mean, and we're not. We have passionate discussion, and and our, our marriage is doing well. About a week ago, we we had some time together, and we just evaluated how 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 we are. And the question that may ask or that my wife asked me was, "Yes, we're okay, but are we moving forward? Are we connecting? You can live in the same house, but not connect." With your wife. Same thing. You can go to church. We attend the service and, 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 and raise your hands. But are you connecting with God? Because in connection, where the, uh, it is where the relationship will grow. You can come here every single day. You can be, in fact, a pastor and not connect with God. You can be with your wife for the next 30 years. But I'm telling you right now, it's not about the number of years that you've spent together. It's the number of connections that will define your relationship. Same thing with God. That the more you what you understand your connection with God, you can really f- fully please God and increase in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. And in the same manner, that when you know God, you please God. And the more you please God, the more you know God. That's the beauty of our relationship with the Lord. This is why this is not just about performance. If you're serving God, well, great. But that's not the definition of your relationship. It doesn't mean I'm a pastor. Uh, my relationship with God is deep. That's not a guarantee. Even our, if you're a worship leader or you're singing, uh, can we give them a hand? Or our worship team? Galing nila, no? Napakahusay. I mean, it took me weeks to coach them. But, but, but it doesn't mean it's not a guarantee that they have a relationship, a deeper relationship with God. And I do pray that all of us here, even though you're telling me, Pastor, I'm just part of a victor. I'm attending this church. I do pray that you'll have a deeper understanding of who God is. That you will understand His will for your life. And the more that you encounter the gospel, the more that you will have a better, a deeper understanding of His will for your life. That you will end up pleasing Him. This is why at the end of the day, the more we know God, the more we please God. It says right here, that you may be strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. That when you please God, the next thing and the next step that you need to be conscious of is that in everything that we do, that as we go through the process of transformation, that we know God and the more that we know God, the more we please God, the more we know God, the more we are what? Liberated from sin and the more that we are liberated from sin, the more that we please God. It's, it's a journey. And this journey is, is, is expressed by Paul in his letter. And this expression gives us okay, a reminder that there is power. That God has a portion for each and every one of us. That in this life, though this world is depraved, the Lord has given us the power. And it's an increasing power of God. What kind of power? The Word of God states that we will have power in what? in endurance and patience with joy. That in this life, a lot of us here, the reason why we make mistakes, because a lot of us here, when we look back, most of the time, we rush into things. Fools, in Proverbs, fools rush in. That's not in Proverbs, okay? It's, it's a movie. Some, but, but my point, I like it. You're not in your heads, okay? Proverbs. <laughs> and, and we rush into things. God is simply saying, the reason you, why you rush into things, it's either fear and you don't trust me. Knowledge of God still. Everything goes back to your knowledge of God. The reason why you rush, you don't know God. People are advancing. I know my God. He'll take care of me. Some of you here are afraid of what the future holds for you. That you have to rush into a decision. 
Right? But you know God. Some of you here want to cut corners and compromise. I know God. I won't do such thing. So in the next few weeks, everything that we do in this life has a lot to do with how deep you know God. How, how you do understand really uh, a growing faith. An expression of that growing faith is your love for the people around you. And the hope that you have that this life is temporary. We have a life after this life. All these things mix. Everything that you do is not based on external forces. No, no God. The reason why you can wait with, with patience, with you, waiting while, while you're enjoying. How many of you here, you love to wait? Anybody here? I hate to wait. Some of you, I love to. Maghintay ka, bibiru lang. I hate waiting. But you know, one of the things I, I realized about waiting, the reason why at times it's prolonged, because you don't know the reason why you're in that season. Pagsamain kayo, di ba? Nagsain kayo ng, di ba? How do you call this when you're cooking rice? <laughs> English. Okay. You know, the more that you wait, and <laughs> the, the more that you feel like it's, it's, it's going to take so much time and you just don't have what it takes to, to wait for another 30, 45 minutes, an hour. Because you don't understand that that's not how we should go about it. This is what I want you to hear me loud and clear. If you're waiting, you're in a season where you're praying for something, you're waiting. The waiting season is not for you to discover how and what. It's always a moment of who. God is simply saying, I'm putting in this season because I want you to develop the faith to trust me. Even though things are not working for your own benefit. When you're waiting, you feel like, Lord, nanimutan ako. But I want you to no, wala pong Alzheimer's ang Panginoon. Hindi po siya nakakalimot. You can trust Him. But will you trust Him till the end? Once you tap into that faith that Paul is talking about, you can help. But to just trust Him that those things are, are moving forward for some people. Lord, tagal ko na dito. Nakapag-asawa na. Ito Kinasal. Lord, kasama ko yung mga dinosaurs dumating sa mundong ito. Tanda na yun. I don't think you have a plan for me. You're not, you trust God. And this is what God is talking about, that we, are, we increase in power. When it comes to waiting and we're patient, that we endure. Please remember this, we can wait because we have God by our side. We can, we can trust Him because we know we're not fighting this battle alone. Hindi ka nag-iisa. Meron kong Panginoon. But that will only matter if you know God. This is why everything that happens to us and everything that will happen in the future goes back to what the Lord has done and what he is about to do. What the Lord has done and what he is about to do. This is why Paul says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share, or you, an inheritance of the saints in light. For he has delivered us from the domain of darkness. A reminder. Domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Why would Paul remind them? 
Because I believe the Paul was simply saying, this is what happened in the past. And if God can do this in the past, what do you think He can do in the future? Ladies and gentlemen, God will never take you this far if He doesn't have a plan. God will never take you this far if He wants to kill you. He can kill you last year. He can kill you probably way ahead than that. But God will never take you this far if He doesn't have a plan. Therefore, God has a plan and He's simply telling you, if I can take you out from the dark, I don't want to be there. <laughs> if I can take you out of the dark, <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that, okay? I'm glad my wife is not here. My... <laughs> If he can take you out of the dark, he can, he can bring you beyond okay, your limitations. So I'm telling you right now, aren't you excited for what the Lord is in store for us? Look at the person on your left. If God can do such thing, He can do anything. Amen. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Christ alone saves, sustains, transforms. He alone and no one else. Christ is our all in all. Christ is enough. Christ is more than enough. There is nothing that he needs from any of us. He can surely do it and he has what it takes. Can we just take this time right now to bow our heads and close our eyes? Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment that you have again given us an opportunity to start our week right. And Lord, thank you for indeed, Lord, our knowledge of you, Lord God, will grow deeper, Father. And the more we know you, the more that we can hand our lives over to you. But today we want to just hand our lives over to you. We know, Lord God, that when we put it in your hands, nothing can go wrong. Thank you for saving us, for sustaining us, for transforming us. And as we end this time and in this gathering, if you're here right now, you're saying, Pastor, pray for me. I'm not satisfied with where I am in my walk with God. I know some of you here, you've grown your walk with God. A lot of you here have advanced in your walk with God, but you're simply saying, I'm not satisfied. I want more. I want to grow one level higher. If you are that person right now, I want you to raise your hand. Gusto mo pang lumago? Just raise your hand if you want to grow. If you're a victory group leader, if you're a victory group leader or, or part of our intercessory team or, or one of our ushers, if, if people are raising their hands, I hope you don't mind, people will approach you and lay their hands on you. Can we just go around and just lay our hands on these people? If you're a victory group leader or part of our prayer team, just, just raise your hand as high as you can. Wow. Raise your hand. Come on now. Raise your hand and look up here for a while. Isn't it amazing that you're saying, God, I want to grow? Nobody is, nobody in this right mind would say, I, I don't want to grow. I, gusto ganito na lang. Mahamatay na ako. Nobody in this right mind, you want to grow. You want to, you want to last. So if you're, if you're raising your hand, I want you to raise it as, as high as you can. Lord, thank you for the hands that are lifted high. And the leaders will go around and just bless you, pray for you. And Lord, thank you for the hands that are lifted high, Father. 
I pray that they will grow in a deeper way. That they will understand, Lord God, your will for their lives. That they will come to a place wherein they will please you. That their lives, Lord God, will, will be uh, made available, Lord God, for people who doesn't know you. Lord, I pray right now that you use them to share the gospel to people that are in need of love. I even pray that all of us in this room would begin to evaluate. Would begin to evaluate things, Lord God, that are not really part of our, our walk with you. Because you alone is enough. You alone, Lord God, is more than enough. You alone, Lord God. You alone plus nothing is everything, God. There is nothing that we long for and we desire. That to have you, Lord God, at the center, Lord God, of everything that we do. You can put down your hands. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for these people. That they will know in their knowledge of you. That in the next seven weeks, Lord, I pray that you deepen our relationship with you. And part of what we, we uh, uh, part of what I, I want to pray for is that if you're right now in a situation where you're saying, Pastor, I want to know God, but I need to accept God in my heart as my Lord and Savior, my personal Lord and Savior. Kung alam mo sa puso mo, kailangan mo ng Panginoon. Because you've tried your best changing yourself. Gusto mo magbago. But you cannot change yourself without the intervention, the help of God. You need Christ in your life and your understanding of the gospel para magbagong buhay mo. And if you're saying right now, I'm tired of being sick and tired. I want to start all over again. I want to hand my life over to God. If you're the person right now and you're saying, I want God in my life. I'm done. I want to start all over again. Gusto ko ng bagong panimula. Gusto ko ng Panginoon sa puso ko. You're not joining a religion. You are invited into a relationship with Jesus. So if you want to accept Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior, I want you right now to pray this prayer after me. Just repeat this after me with the help of our leaders and ushers. Say this after me. Jesus, I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. I want to grow in my knowledge of who you are. And today, I want to know you in a deeper way.